between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this mass movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Well, hello, boys and girls. It's that time again. Uh, welcome to episode 11 of Geekorama. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, I know, but, you know, Christmas was there and then it was New Year um, when I had to... <laughs> my car exploded just before Christmas, so I had to take out a three grand in loan to pay for a new engine, which uh, <laughs> kind of knocked me for six and kind of knocked things off track a little bit. But we're back and we're ready to go. And this week, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the fact that the Legend of Vox Machina is actually going to be on Amazon Prime next week. It's hitting on January 28th. The trailer makes it look gorgeous. So if you're a D&D fan and you've ever listened to Critical Role, and why wouldn't you? Because, you know, it's one of the best podcasts on the internet. You need to tune into this. Um, like I say, it hits on January 28th. Uh, so I guess I know what I will be binging next Saturday. Uh, and while we're on the subject of D&D, uh, an old friend of Mass Movement... Andy Ewington got together to write a book with Rihanna Pratchett. Yes, that Pratchett, Terry Pratchett's daughter, the family name. Um, and along with artist Callum Alexander-Watt, they've released a book called Campaigns and Companions. It is seriously hilarious. It's sort of like a D&D campaign uh, if your pets went on it. So <laughs> if you imagine how your dog and your cat and all your other assorted animal companions would react if they were playing D&D... Andy and Rihanna have answered the question. Um, it looks incredible, thanks to Callum's art, and the story, as I said, is just funny. If you're a Terry Pratchett fan, you're going to love the humour. If you've ever played D&D, &D, you're going to love the humour. It's full of in-jokes. It's just a great book. Uh, it's published by Rebellion, and you can get it on Amazon now, or, even better, you could, in fact, go straight to the source and buy it straight from Rebellion. Uh, or go find Andy on Twitter or Facebook, drop him a line, and I dare say he'll point you in the direction where you should be able to get a copy if you want to get it directly from the author or have the author's involvement. Right then, uh, let's have a track, shall we? Okay, so this is by The Carbon Parade. Um, it's called Burn. It's on their New World Hardcore 7-inch, which has just been released by WTF Records. It's an absolute doozy. Uh, yeah, it's going to blow the back of your head off. So um, take it away. The Carbon Parade. Nothing to compare What boots filling up 
Damn, how good was that? Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's the Carbon Parade. And they're on WTF Records. And I, uh, yeah, just go get the, just go get that 7-inch because it is a blinder. It really is. Um, okay, so Hero Collector. Um, those lovely, lovely people at Hero Collector have sent us samples of their latest range, which are metal statues from uh, Marvel's... Uh, best known characters we had deadpool and venom and they are absolutely stunning um yeah <laughs> if you can't find a place on your mantelpiece of this then you're not the geek that you should be so do yourself a big favor have an extra geek lesson and just go straight to hero collector and order some of these statues like i said we got deadpool and venom they're chasing a whole range of them so which, whoever your hero of choice is, you'll be able to find them there. Marvel only folks, no DC, but you know, that's not exactly a bad thing because sometimes you just need to make yours a Marvel. Moving swiftly on, uh, my favourite magazine, a retro fan, has just released a new issue. Um, this is number 18, and I've been reading since issue one, which kind of shows you how much I actually love this magazine. Um, most of you are going to want to get it because on the cover... It's Barb Reedon. There's a massive interview with Barb Reedon. Who didn't fall in love with her? I saw I dream of Jeannie. Because, <laughs> you know, she I, she was most people's first television crush. Um, but that's not the reason you should get it, in my opinion. In my opinion, there's one thing that makes the cover price worth it alone. And that's Will Murray's in-depth look at the invaders. I, You know, Will Murray, he's a pop author. Um, and he continues the, the, the legacies left in by a lot of the, the, the more famous pop characters from the 30s. Um, and he is one of my favourite writers. So, you know, I maybe I'm a little bit biased about it, but this, this feature on the Invaders just absolutely yeah, it just knocked knocked me for six. It's a it's an absolutely brilliant look at this TV show that was unfortunately um doesn't get the kudos that it deserves and was, was ignored, I think, by too many of us when it was first aired. It's just yeah, just just get the magazine and just for that and it's it's filled with loads of other geeky goodness from yesterday yesterday so you know you're not going to lose anything by reading this and you'll be able to it's, it's a good afternoon's reading and you'll amaze all your friends with your silly ridiculous knowledge that you'll learn from it and you'll be a whiz on the pub quiz team thing is though for everything you learn from retro fan you're going to forget something else like you know how to fasten your shoelaces how to make coffee that kind of thing but you know some things some sacrifices are worth it and i believe that retro fan is a thing that's worth sacrificing those little things that you need to remember like breathing for so yeah retro fan number 18 is published by tomorrow's you'll be able to find it online or in your local bookshop uh just get it because seriously it's my favorite magazine and once you start reading i'm pretty sure it's going to be your favorite magazine too Okay, let's have another track, shall we? This is uh, Machismo by a band called Sweat. It's from their Gotta Give It Up record, which is about to be released on Pirates Press uh, records. So, yeah, a massive thanks to Christian and Vic for sending this through to us and letting us use it on the, on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Um, like I said, this is Sweat. The track's called Machismo. Uh, you are going to love it, because I do. And I'm a pretty good judge of these things. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Sweat and Machismo.
Right, that was Sweat, and with the track Machismo, it's going to be released on, got to give it up, uh, on Paris Press Records. <laughs> Do yourselves a favour, just go and get the album, it's going to be you know, amazing. Right, moving on again, let's stick with Marvel and the latest trade of Donny Cates' run on Thor, which is Revelations, in which uh, Cates, uh, along with art by Michelle Bandini, Elisabetta D'Amico and Matthew Wilson explores the very, very incredibly complicated relationship between Odin and Thor um, and the issues that it's created for Thor, um, which were all started by his inability to wield Molnir, which, yeah, damn. Thor without Molnir? What's the world coming to? It's, um, yeah, it, it's, at times it's funny, at others it's, incredibly personal and i get the feeling that um it's going to help some of us some other people out there um realize that they have the same sort of issues that thor does uh it's certainly brought to mind some of my parental issues <laughs> which i'm not going to talk about on here because again incredibly personal but once you read the book you'll understand and uh yeah, um, Kate is just smashing out of the park with his run on Thor. Yeah, admittedly, it's not as good as my all-time favourite J. Michael Straczynski's run on Thor, but it's pretty bloody close. Um, and for my money, Donny Cates is still one of the best writers working in comic books today. So, yeah, if you haven't got into his run on Thor yet, do yourself a favour, just go back, check it out, and bring yourselves up to date and hit Revelations. Um that's about all I gotta say about that. So let's have another track, shall we? Okay. So this is Rat Race by a friend of mine's band. Um, it's called The Struggle. It was originally released on the Unity Worldwide Records compilation, um, and I'm pretty sure you can still get that if you search them down on Google Unity, Unity Worldwide Records. Um, and like I said, this is The Struggle, and the track is called Rat Race. Dream. Welcome to the rally! How do I get off? Welcome to the rally! 
bit of uh, street punk there for you, courtesy of The Struggle. So let's again move swiftly on to X-Core, which is written by Tinny Howard, with art by Alberto Foch, Valentina Delando, and Sonny Go. Um, I'm not a massive X-Men fan, not by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't been um, since He Who Shall Not Be Named did his run. Well, finished his run on the book well over a decade ago. Um, and, you know, I wasn't... That's only the second run on X-Men I've ever enjoyed because, you know, before that I was a diehard Claremont fan. Uh, but this book, yeah, this is this is something else. Um, so Angel and Penance uh, set up their own company called X-Core and it's basically... Um, the X Men going into uh, the X Men going into business and fully submerging themselves in the cutthroat, backstabbing boardroom betrayal world of you know big companies. Um, it's all about the politicking. It's a very character driven piece um, with both sort of both both of the heroes, both the, the um, Penance and, and Angel, revealing more about themselves than they have. In any other X-Men book, I guess. Um, and it ends, as any good superhero story does, in an all-out corporate war. Uh, it looks incredible. The book just looks gorgeous from beginning to end. And Tinny Howard has a knack for dialogue and making what could be an otherwise dry and sort of insipid subject interesting and involving and enthralling and you know you want to turn each page you want to find out what's happening why these characters are acting the way they are why this business is so important and you know why and it's it still explores this idea that you know some people are judged to be less than others um because of the worth of their physical appearance or who they're thought to be rather than being judged by their ability to actually do something um yeah, it's it's a really good book. Uh, I've been I have been pleasantly surprised by everything I've read that Tinny Howard has written. Um, she's just an incredible writer. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day when she actually write, starts writing novels as well, so that I can read more of what she what fills her brain and fires her imagination. So yeah, that's X Corp. It's published by Marvel, and you can grab it now. Let's have another track, shall we? Okay, so this is a band called Point Blank. It's taken from their We Will Rise Again album on WTF Records. The track's called Confusion, and it's an all-out hardcore stomper. So time to fire up the pit and get ready to start slamming with Point Blank. Here we go.
Told you it was good, didn't I? That was Point Blank. Uh, the track's called Confusion. It's on their new album on WTF Records, which you can grab anytime you want to. Just head over to the site, hit up Timo and say, Tim, give me the record, give me the record, give me the record. Which record? The Point Blank record. And I'm sure he'll help you out and he'll do it. Right, let's stick with the X-Men for a minute, shall we? So um, we've also sent a book called uh, Missing Links which is sort of separate stories of filling the gaps in X-Men continuity. Um, they're written by Fabiano, Fabio, Fabian Nicesa, Louise Simonson, uh, Peter David, with art by Brett Booth, Todd Nauk, and Walt Simonson. Like I said, they're sort of filling the gaps in strange moments in X-Men mythology, but at the same time, they're stories in their own right. And they're pretty good, you know. Um, as I said, I'm not the world's biggest X-Men fan. And while the book looks incredible, thanks to the artists, I just it just left me feeling a little bit eh, because you know, in all fairness, it wasn't Claremont. Um, and I know, I know, I know, it's dreadful to judge writers based on the past output of quite possibly the best X Men writer ever. But yeah, I'm going to because I'm going there. Um, if you're an X Men fan, you're going to absolutely love this book. That's X Men Legends: The Missing Links. Unfortunately. I'm not a huge X-Men fan, so I didn't get as much out of it as I maybe should have done. But okay, you know, hey-ho, that's just life, isn't it? So, that said, let's go on to a book that I really, really, really did love. Um, and that's the new, and that, boys and girls, is Argent Star, the new Beta Ray Bell Bill book. It's by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. It's published by Marvel, and it's basically Bill trying to find out and rediscover who he is and was because um, he feels like he doesn't fit in in Asgard and anything he does he's always sort of overwhelmed by Thor Thor is always there and people will always compare him to Thor in times of crisis Thor appears and saves the day so Peter Ray Bill no longer knows who Peter Ray Bill is so he just wants to become Bill again um, and with a little help from Pip and Scourge who makes it back from Valhalla for this adventure they go to Muspelheim to try and rediscover Bill's former identity. Um, there's like loads of flashbacks throughout the story as Bill remembers who he was before he became the protector of his people and tried to defend his world from Galactus. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty heartbreaking in places. Um, it's it's a story of loss and you know trying to find out who you really are, despite. The image you portray to others, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is <laughs> yeah, another great writer. And Mike Spice's art is just sublime. It looks... It's got a really sort of retro feel to it. Um, yeah. It, it, I guess it knocked me for six. Because I'm at that sort of stage in my life. Where I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Uh, and I guess it's because the onset... You know, the, the midlife crisis. But mine isn't like a motorbike or a... Or a muscle car, although I wish it was the latter. Um, and it kind of really hit home because you, you, you know, what purpose do you serve? Who are you really? Are you more than what you seem to be? That there, these are all the kind of themes that, um, yeah, Daniel Johnson explores in in Peter Ray Bill, and it's it was incredibly hard hitting. And one of those books where you go, well, shit, fucking hell, um, yeah, this is me. I am, for all intents and purposes, beat Ray Bill. But without the hammer, the strength, the ability to fly through space, and the incredible starship. So, yeah. 
it's published by Marvel. It's Peter Ray Bill Argentstar. If you know you want to read something different, a, a, a proper superhero epic, um, it's the book for you, and it's just wonderful. Yeah. So thank you, Daniel, and <laughs> thank you, Mike. You've created one of my books of the year. Absolutely spellbinding. Right, let's get away from hardcore for a minute and have a track by uh, my favourite sort of out there poppy band. Um, this is like proper power pop. Uh, they're called the Stay Awakes. The album, they just released their new album, Pop Dreams, on Engineer Records. And this is Wendy. Um, so, yeah, put your dancing shoes on and get all fired up. It's time for the Stay Awakes. to stay awakes uh literally my favorite power pop band at the moment um and i think 
the best band on Engineer Records. Um, that was Wendy. Uh, I've taken from the Pop Dreams album, and he, you're right, I've played them before, and I'll probably play them again because, as I said, love the band, can't fault what they do. So let's move on to our last book for this episode, shall we? It's uh, She Can Fly, Volume 3, Fight or Flight. Um, it's published by Berger, Berger Books, uh, Karen Berger's imprint with Dark Horse Books. Um, written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Martin Morato and Miroslav Merva and it's the culmination of Luna Brewster's story there are no more conspiracies to meet no more government secretive government agencies chasing Luna down she decides that she's going to be the hero she was always meant to be and she goes out in one heck of a blaze of glory um, but don't worry don't panic <laughs> It ends really well for Luna, um, as it should have done, and I would have been hideously disappointed if Cantwell had not ended it the way he did. Um, it ends with Luna with a smile on her face, and it's lovely to see. You know, a book that explores the tragedy and the sort of pain that mental illness can cause, and you know the way people can suffer when they're trapped in their own minds, um, and proves that it doesn't have to be the thing that limits you you know, you can be more than you are. You can be more than the, the trappings of, of your mental health, you know? And whilst it's incredibly important, Luna is one of those characters that just, I guess I connected with because, um, like Luna, I have OCD tendencies. Um, and I, I'm not one of these people saying, oh, I'm on CD. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, I was officially diagnosed with it. Um, so I can sort of relate to her on a very, very personal level. And it's nice to see that that wasn't the thing that defined her in the end. She wasn't defined by her illness, but she was defined by who she was. Um, and it's just an uplifting, heartwarming story of happiness. And somebody eventually discovering that they can be happy. That they deserve to be happy. Um, yeah, that's... And it looks, again, the artwork is just, wow. It will hit you in every atom of your body. It will hit you in all, right in your soul. It looks beautiful. And Christopher Cantwell is just one of these authors who, you know, he could tell, he could just sit down and tell me about the boring minutiae of an insurance seminar and I would just listen and just read every word and soak up every detail because of the the way he has with telling a tale. He's just, yeah, he's just incredible. That's uh, She Can Fly, Volume 3, Fight or Flight, in which Luna Brewster finally finds out that she can be happy, she should be happy, and she will be happy. Um, so thank you, Christopher. Thank you for the three volumes. It's been a great ride, and I hope that you go back to telling Luna's story one day. But for the time being, yeah, it's a heck of a way to go out. Thank you. Just thank you. Anyway, that's enough of my blathering nonsense for another episode of Geekorama. Well, let's bring it to a close. Let's have another track, shall we? And this is by MWWB, um, who used to be go by the incredible moniker Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view, they now just call themselves NWWB. The track's called The Harvest. It's taken from their forthcoming album called, funnily enough, The Harvest, which is due to be released on the 25th of March by Heavy Sounds. Um, I dig the hell out of these cats. They're like John Carpenter influenced doom metal with elements of folk and all kinds of weirdness thrown in there for good measure. 
they're just insane um yeah this is mwwb this is the harvest so i'll see you next time have a good one folks
You've been listening to Geekorama. That was episode 11. All tracks used by permission of the artists and their respective recording companies. Don't forget to tune in next time, folks. We'll see you for Geekorama episode 12. Ah, ta-ta!